You are listening to Three Moves Ahead, the official podcast of FlashofSteel.com, and still the only decent strategy gaming podcast on the internet. I am your host, Troy Goodfellow, and with me today is a full panel uh, for once. We have freelance writer Tom Chick. Uh, I'm afraid I can't get anyone coffee today. Sylvia has been acting up, so apologies. Freelance writer Julian Murdoch. I have nothing to say to that. I'm, I'm, I, every time you refer to your coffee maker as a she, it drives me crazy. That's the name they gave her. I didn't do it. That's how she came. And back from his hiatus, uh, Bruce Garrick. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, I've been reviewing the last uh, few weeks of podcasts. I have a list of things that Tom said that, that are inaccurate. <laughs> um, gonna go down I've been doing my them. best, Bruce. I've been doing my best. I know. This whole it's tirade just... a lack of German board games on the internet. That was the yeah, one that got me. It's really, a, it's really a shame that Tom has to be so factually inaccurate all the time. But anyway, thanks. Today we have a special guest. Again, it is the summer of guests at Flash of Steel. We have the editor-in-chief of GameShark.com and the go-to guy for sports gaming on the Internet, my sometime boss, Mr. Bill Abner. Hi, guys. Happy to be here. Do you realize you're the first journalist guest we've ever had? Really? Actually, wait, doesn't, I didn't, is Bill, I thought Bill worked for the guys who made Blood Bowl. Aren't you their PR dude? I thought you were a marketing guy. No, it's, I, I have went so viral. You're right. Well, he's actually, he's actually, uh, America's answer to Brett Todd. (laughs) Ah, welcome, welcome. Very nice. Uh, so this week's theme is uh, sports games and strategy games, and especially uh, we're talking about Blood Bowl, which is more a strategy game board game than a sports game. But I do want to start with, uh, before we go to Bill, who has a lot to say about this, I want to go to Tom. How much do you really not know about sports? Oh, no, no, I'm into sports. I mean, I play a lot of Pat Upon 2. Uh, 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 <laughs> um which is exactly like a sport. I actually am into Hot Shots Golf, also on the PSP. So I use my <laughs> PSP for a whole lot of sporting stuff. I, I cannot have a meaningful conversation about teams and that sort of thing, but I understand the concepts behind sports. So uh, I'll be mostly quiet this hour uh, for a change, um, but I will probably know a little bit about what's going on. So there you go. Shots Golf had a, have a thing about Tom Watson. Is there like a, a, a Tom Watson uh, British Open uh, Hot Shots Golf, like a downloadable content? Tom Watson, lead singer for Radiohead. I was not aware he was a golfer. So, <laughs> well done, me. sir. So uh, actually, uh, Steve Ballman is one of a long line of people, and, and Bill Abner has, has made an attempt at this, to try to sell me on sports as something that I would appreciate from the perspective of a strategy gamer. And for the most part, I can totally see that. Uh, but I've never, uh, you, you know, I sort of hear that argument, and I think, okay, that, that's cool. And then I shrug, and I go play something that's actually already a strategy game that I don't need to be sold on. Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say this hour. It'll be instructive to me. Uh, well, I do want to start with Blood Bowl, which is, in fact, more a board game than a sports game. that has sports management elements to it. And then I want to go back uh, to the sports thing. But let's uh, begin with Blood Bowl. Who here has played it, either the board game or the uh, computer version? I have, I have. I have, I have. <laughs> I've played the board game. I actually downloaded the uh, computer game, and it is on my computer, so I feel completely qualified to discuss all aspects of the computer version. Because you downloaded it. 
Yeah, well, it's, it's here. I mean, I have it. I, it's in my computer, so therefore, I'm somehow assimilating all of its properties. You're completely uh, qualified. Right. Yeah. So, Bill, if you if someone asks you to explain Blood Bowl very quickly, the snapshot. Now, I know you're writing a review of Blood Bowl. I you just have, finished it today, actually. Oh, good. Done what did it say? That uh, actually a bunch of things, but we'll get thumbs to that up, thumbs down. Seven uh, out of ten. B minus. B minus. Okay. That's okay. So, That's pretty much it. Okay. You don't have to turn it in now. Everybody knows. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> so, if you were to exp- just explain what Blood Bowl is to the uninitiated. It's it's really more I think of a light war game, a light turn based war game than it is a sports game. Um, you have things like zone of control and even an order of battle with your with your players because your your roster of players they're all kind of different. They all have different skills and abilities um, with the object to score points. So it's a combination sort of of rugby, football, and war with fantasy races thrown in. And when you add when you take things like sports and fantasy and war games, then that's that's right up my alley. I, I would I would only add that the um the the sports element of it is is actually really quite thin. I mean sports element oh, is really it's really just uh it, you know you it, it's sort of like calling I I don't know I can't come up with a fun hip analogy well, well, that Tom can guffaw about but it's not it, you know there there's very little that's sports about it as a board game and the board game is really faithfully recreated for the most part in the PC game the interesting thing is that the the sort of team management stuff that they brought into the PC game is actually some of the more sports-ish stuff yeah and I'm not in a big the fan game. of that really you're not a big fan of the the team management no I love in the in the board game I love it because it it kind of goes back uh, – I read Tom's review of Prototype and how he was talking about how in that game you get just bombarded with different upgrades that don't really mean anything. Whereas in a game like Blood Bowl, your players earn experience points where you can then go and give them skills, which have a huge impact on the game. And it's one of the best parts of the game. Right. So, yeah, the actual board game part I love. What they did with like all the equipment and all that stuff – I I didn't like that. What did they do? I mean, I know. I'm just I'm asking you. you, can, to you I mean, I know everything about the game. You, you can download it. So, well, then you're good to go. You can you can buy like helmets and different equipment for your players, like uh, I don't know, uh, like pads and stuff that have nothing to do with the board game. And actually, they're bugged from what from what I understand. I just kind of tinkered with that with that part of the game, but they don't even work right. But do you not like it because it's not part of the board game, because it's not like historically accurate or something, or do you not like it because it has no game effect, or does it, you not like it? Kind of bugged, it, or are you just it mad? It kind of throws things off kilter. I mean, Blood Bowl is pretty well regimented in what you should be able to do with your money, and then you throw in things like all these all these different items. It's just it's just not necessary. I don't think. Part of the part of the thing that I think is challenging with Blood Bowl is that because they they did implement the board game so faithfully and so much of Blood Bowl comes down to my one to six versus your one to six. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. those are pretty coarse gradations of randomness. Right. And so pushing one of those things one notch in either direction actually had a huge effect. So giving somebody a plus one for some effect or some piece of equipment is massive. So they unbalance the game is what you're saying. It can and and it can. and 
Yeah. If you're if you're playing the game partly out of the nostalgia for playing the board game, um, when you start tossing those things in, the strategies get all whacked. And I'm sure that you could go through and like min max all the equipment and, and, and inducements. These things they're called inducements, which are basically either bribes or things like that. Yeah. Star um, players, things like that. Yeah. And if I'm sure if you went in and min maxed that, you'd completely overwhelm any sort of core fundamental strategy in playing the game. If you could well, like, they also added that real time mode, which I can't understand why they would waste the development well, that, time doing a, that. That's that's federal statute. All games have to have a real time mode. But uh, it's just um, so frustrating because there are there are plenty of problems with the PC game, and you know I was told that you know Cyanide's a small developer and thing like that, so they have to focus on certain things. But you have to think that they wasted a lot of time doing that real time portion of the game, and I know no one that uses it. Yeah, yeah I. Mean, I, I I spent 20 minutes into it and was like, okay, oh, hey, I see mess. what they're doing here. I have no interest in this. I'd rather go play the real game. But that's, <clears throat> but I'm serious. I mean, that's that's just how that's how things have to be. I mean, uh, the, whatever. Um, uh, what's that game? Be good, but now sucks. Combat mission. Um, so, I mean, that was a great game, and then they decided that it was going to be real time because everything is better when it's real time. Except it was, became stupid. So, um, I, I just I, I think it's completely predictable and obvious, and everything has to be real time because. That's what the kids like. So, <laughs> well, so as the clueless kind of guy, back. I'm the, no, go, sorry, ahead. go ahead. Go, go well, ahead, I was going to say, as the clueless guy on the sidelines, and that's as far as I can go with a sports metaphor right there. Uh, I, have, I have two questions that I'm curious about this Blood Bowl game. Uh, what, what, how do they do a real time mode? Can someone describe to me how that works? And secondly, all the stuff that's not in the board game that they added, do you feel like that's something they had to do? Like, did they not trust the design of the board game, or did they feel that they needed to do that, you think, as, as additional value? Or I'm curious why you think they would screw up the design that way. I can address the second part. Um, I'll let somebody else talk about the real-time stuff. But they are all fans of the board game. Um, I, I interviewed the CEO a few months ago, and I mean they are they are real big fans of Blood Bowl, and I I think that uh, Games Workshop kind of came down hard on Cyanide for a game that they made called uh, Chaos League. It was basically a Blood Bowl ripoff, but it was in real time, and that game, but and it and it's pausable. You know, you you play for a minute, then you can stop it with a space bar and kind of look around and stuff. But it has it loses so much in that translation. But I know that they are fans of the board game. Why they would want to add that other stuff, I I can't understand because it stands up well, pretty I, well on its own. I can totally understand it because having played Blood Bowl, the board game, I mean, I can totally see how uh, translating that to the computer, you know, sort of. I mean, after a while, I'm sure that that would get a little thin because so much of so much of Blood Bowl. So much of the enjoyment of Blood Bowl uh, as a board game was the, the, that board game element of moving your guys and then rolling the dice. Mm-hmm. And I, I can, I just see that it would be too hard to pass up the ability to do something in uh, in the computer game that in the board game would have been way too micromanagey and and fiddly, and you would have had to, you know, uh, if everybody had their own. Uh, you know, equipment and, and and attributes and all this sort of thing. I mean, it would it would have just it would have just gotten way out of hand. And I can see how it would be very easy to say, oh, you know, we can totally have it's it's the you know it's the war game syndrome. Oh, we'll just have the computer keep track of that, yeah, right? And then 
you just you just load up details because that's what computer games do. I mean, that's that's what they're so good at. And uh, I mean, it breaks the design. Maybe I mean, I'm not sold that it doesn't. That it does. I mean, maybe it's possible that. Uh, like Julian was saying, I mean, you could min-max all that stuff, but then there, you know, just because the old strategy gets broken by, uh, by the, by the additions, doesn't mean that there's not a new, different strategy that you, you know, the game can be played on it, you know, on a different level, and you just take all that stuff into account. I mean, maybe it's just completely unbalanced, and then that becomes all that matters. In which case, yeah, that would be unbalanced. But if it's just, it's just something that you have to take into account and and uh, and. Uh, Min max as part of the rest of the game. I don't see why it is ne- why it necessarily breaks things. Except well, that it doesn't add, play like you don't have to use that stuff. You don't have. I mean, I I should point that out. You don't need to use the extra equipment. I mean, it's not necessarily part of the game. Okay. So well then, which right and well, and I'll be I'll, I'll be honest. I've been playing the mode. I mean, there's basically two turn based modes. There's the blitz mode, which which has all the frills. Layer on all the other stuff. Yeah. And yeah. then there's the extremely restricted just the board game rules. I'm in the ah. blitz mode because I kind of enjoy a few. I, I sort of like some of the team management stuff. I think it's kind of fun to be able to buy some of the stuff you can buy and whatever. Um, I haven't delved very deep into any of the equipment stuff because this is the other thing is this is a really freaking hard game. I mean, I don't know if anybody else thinks that. But you mean, this is you not mean solo a game mode? Yeah, no, I don't. Oh, you're about to get. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm, it's not. Suck it, Julian. Here we go. Get him, Bill. It's a, it's a game that has <laughs> serious, serious, serious AI issues with this game. Serious. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so abysmally horrible that the AI puts up no kind of struggle at all. It's my number one criticism with this game. You that, that once you learn how the AI plays. And you don't even have to be a Blood Bowl expert. I was talking to Troy about this. Yeah. And after after a few games, you see what it tries to do, and it does it with every single race. And I, I think he's saying that you suck, Julian. If you, well, I mean, I've well, only no, to, to, fair, to, I've only played like six to, games. Yeah, I have not played exactly. kind of. I have I have a lot of friends that are just picking up the game, and I get the same thing from them. Oh wow, I'm getting my my ass handed to me here. But once you once you learn how to play Blood Bowl. The AI is is just inept. Yeah, I thought I knew how to play Blood Bowl because I used to play the board game all the time. But right, but how much exposure did you have to all the different races? Part of the thing with Blood Bowl is once you learn how each race their strengths and their weaknesses, who you can run around, who you can't run around, who you can pass against, who you can destroy, and then you all see them always setting up the same box. Uh, The big the big thing is is the box run. They have their ball carrier and put a bunch of people around him so he can just slowly make his way forward which works great if you're the lizard man or the rats makes no sense at all if you're a dwarf because right. well the caging technique is something that blood bowl coaches have been using for a while but like right. you said you can't use it with every single every single race right. and in, in order for the ai to be even competent it has to know okay i'm using wood elves or i'm using human or i'm using chaos and it doesn't yeah. It, just, it plays the same every every time. It also doesn't know what the score is or how much time left to go in the game. Right. It can look be, at the scoreboard. That information's up there. It has no. <laughs> yeah. Well, to me, it's it's something that is inherent in so many just regular sports games. Getting into EA sports stuff, clock management is something that so many sports games just cannot get right. And I was I was really bummed to see Blood Bowl fall into that. Hmm. Wow. Well, I, I, I will take your word for it that that at a normal level of play, it is weak, weak, weak sauce. But I will say yeah. from a 
jumping back into the game, having not played the board game in, I don't know, however many years, um, it, it, it's a jump into an awfully cold pile of water. Yeah. <laughs> as, as a multiplayer experience, it's still quite good. Um, though oh, yeah. you have to wonder how much credit of, of that, and Bill and I were talking about this, goes to it just being Blood Bowl, being a solid, fun board game that you can, you know, bash around uh, your friends' dwarfs and have fun doing that. It's just a translation of those rules. How much credit uh, does a developer get for making, you know, a faithful translation of that? Well, here's the difference. I, I think when you look at something like what um, Big Huge Games did with Catan on Xbox Live, it's a brilliant game, not just because of the Catan core mechanics, but also with the inner Big Huge Games put into it. Then when you right. look at Blood Bowl, it's sort of just the opposite of that, to where you have a developer that, that did a good job of porting over the rules of the board game, but all the periphery stuff is is poorly done. The interface, the multiplayer interface when you're in that uh, when you're in that chat room is a mess. Yeah. I mean you shouldn't you shouldn't go into a lobby and just have to plead and beg for someone to give you a game. There should be some kind of matchmaking system because all the chat lobby is is just a bunch of spam. You know, looking for game, looking for game. Shouldn't be like that. It's it, it's just chaos. Bill, Not you're doing a terrible job virally marketing this game. <laughs> it was a hard review to write, honestly, because you know I'm I've been playing the board game for 20 years, and so I I go into it knowing the game so well, and I mean I have I I love the board game, and I and I wanted to see it given its proper respect here and in part it was because the rules are there and playing online is a blast but there are so many little things that just aren't right it's 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 frustrating i just you just feel that your, it's unfaithful uh, to the board game in any no, way no um well i i would like to have the the cards the special play cards which are which, which are kind of fun but uh no i i think it's a very faithful um port of the game absolutely just for your reference uh, uh writing reviews that trash games that of computer versions of games you played for 20 years. Not that hard. No? <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we have it. Now, I, well, hang I, on, I, hold on. But you're always giving me a hard time, Bruce, about any time I review anything related to Warhammer. So this is, yes. just, this, is, this is just showing that I'm able to do this objectively. You're able to, to objectively Be, think about the world of Warhammer and your place in the world of Warhammer. You know what I am deep down. I'm a pro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we have Bill Abner this week. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of being a pro, um, let's. I, I, we really have to address the question. Well, there's a whole bunch of sports game talk that we need to have. Right. But uh, I, I want to kind of – I think it would be fun to have you sort of give us the um, – Give like a Tom Chick a recommendation of a of a of a sports game that he would enjoy from a strategy game perspective, and sort of use that as a uh, sort of a that'll be our start, open. jumping off point for why why people play sports management. Why Tom's games. so wrong? Well, yeah. no that that's 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 before the Hague uh, the Hague Tribunal right now, so we're we're dealing with that on a different level. But go ahead. Well, going back to Blood Bowl real quick, kind of going with that, I think it's a lot easier for someone who is into strategy games to enjoy Blood Bowl 
conversely, with someone who's a sports fan and not necessarily a strategy fan. I think it's it'd be a lot easier for Tom to get into this than than any other kind of, I guess. Well, right, because it has orcs, but I mean. That's what Tom likes, but um, I mean, I think strategy. I think um, I think sports games have. I mean, you lose so much. I mean, if you were just to play, you know, whatever uh, Battle for Wesnoth, and you had absolutely no interest in elves, like I do. I mean, I don't have any zero interest, or have really have sort of a distaste for them, and don't really want to get involved with them on any level. Um, I mean, you lose so much of the hook, and I think that you know, sports. The big part of sports games is sort of. Uh, you know, interacting with the real life athlete aspect, right. just like when you right. are playing a war game and you're really interested in, you know, the Battle of the Bulge and you read about it and they're like, oh, I want to play a, a war game about it. So, I mean, if you don't have that connection, I think it's actually, I actually don't agree that Tom would really enjoy much uh, of. Um, I remember when I was a kid and we played, uh, did you ever play Stratomatic Baseball? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole point of that game was that you had little cards and they had the players. I mean, we had baseball cards and we, uh, you know, tried to make little games out of them and, and play games with the baseball cards. And they were all the rules were always really, you know, terrible because we were trying to invent them on the fly. But, uh, you know, the whole point of games like that was that you got to have these cards that had these players that you liked and saw on TV and wanted to interact right. with them in, in a different way. Right. So you got to play. And the fact that, you know, your favorite team was the, you know, 1977 Detroit Tigers. So, like, every game you played, you were going to lose. Um, <laughs> it's, just, it's just how it was, right? I mean, too bad. So, um, which actually kind of sucked. But anyway, getting back to the whole thing. Uh, so, I mean, that was that was why, at least when I was a kid, why I played all those games, uh, you know, Stratomatic and the APA thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And whatever, you know, all the, all those tabletop little things, and the whole point was sort of to uh, to uh, you know have yet another way of interacting with something that you were interested in. So if Tom's not interested, it, it, I think it's really 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 hard to be sold on uh, sports games. I completely agree. Completely agree with that. I think I think that Tom, and we're talking about Tom like he's not even here, but I think really. that <laughs> that Tom would appreciate. A sports management game. I don't necessarily think he'd like it. Well, I mean, I think that Tom would. I, I, well, now that we're going to sort of psychologically analyze Tom, right. uh, I think Tom that. would get into uh, some of the, uh, for for lack of a better description, role playing aspect of some sports management games because um, I when I first started playing uh, 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 Championship Manager, and oh sure, I played that game. game and that's so for people who don't know, Championship Manager is uh, probably the premier uh, English football, uh, but obviously global football. Uh, soccer. You know, soccer management game. And when I started playing it, I had no – I just got – I saw this game, and it was you know called Championship Manager. You got to manage all – it was just – it seemed fantastic. You had all these players, all the players in world soccer, and uh, you could take command of a team and – Set your lineup and make you know moved roster moves and and play in the different tournaments and it just was so neat. And I played the game. I have to say for probably two years before, thanks to the internet, I realized that I was doing it wrong because so? I was I was playing it like a Stratomatic game where you had you know all these different uh, attributes to the different players and you had to kind of line them up and, and play properly and, and maximize the strengths of your roster. But that's not how the game, that's not what the game was all about because apparently unknown to me, the players had secret attributes. Yeah. 
That was yep. the whole thing. The whole point of the game was not to, you know, manage the, uh, um, the star players that everybody was familiar with. I mean, like, you know, at the time, whoever, you know, I don't know, Lothar Mateus or somebody, you know, I mean, I knew exactly what, how good that guy was, right? That's right. completely irrelevant, you know, and paying a bunch of money for established stars, which is what you would do if you were just playing it to interact with the, uh, players that you were interested in, in uh, kind of the standard way that sports schemes are, are, are uh, uh, appealing, was completely not the point. The point was to find these unknown guys who were basically, you know, or, or, or young, young players that might, you know, be coming up, and find out which ones had magically been assigned these secret attributes that made them super good. And then you had to pay a whole bunch of money for them and keep them on your team. Now, were you a soccer fan before playing Yes. That? Yes. Okay. Yes. Totally a soccer fan. I was totally, but the whole point is that I was playing it like I played Stratomatic Baseball, which is that I was just interested in, you know, sort of the interaction of all these, uh, all these star soccer players that I was familiar with from watching soccer, right? And this is kind of in the days when they didn't even have like Fox Sports World and you had to go to like, Weird, you know, in Chicago, we had to go to these like weird Irish pubs on Sunday morning to watch, you know, uh, Premier League games, and you had to pay like twenty bucks to get in because the um, uh, the bar was like paying a fortune for their satellite feed. I mean, this is like a while back, but uh, yeah. but the point is that I was playing it like like a sports game, but it's really a role playing game. Oh, and, very much so. Yeah, yeah, and you had to sort of like. You had to send your scouts out and find out, you know, which players played well in these matches. That it was totally not even about the matches that you. It was it was about scouting out all these other players, figuring out what was good on the transfer market, and then buying those guys. And so, I mean, it was totally a role playing game because it, it well, was that's all, a pioneering I, game. I mean, that's that yeah, that's like the father of that whole genre, pretty much. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I and I see why. I mean, that there's so many. So many things about that, I think, have sort of propagated into all other. Uh, well, and that's what's happened to out of the park baseball. I mean, this is you know the tenth version of this game, and it's and it's gotten to the point now where it's the entire baseball universe, very very so similar. Talk, talk, Bill, talk a little bit about out of the park and what the what the franchise is and how it how it has changed because I think it's an interesting kind of little deal there. Well, I think, well, I think we can agree first. It is the it is the best baseball management series pretty much ever. I would say ever done. Well, you're going to, you know, I, I agree with that, but you're going to get a lot of argument from other Sim fans because there are guys that love the, uh, the Diamond Mine baseball series, right. but that's, that's more of a replay thing to where you take yeah. like the 1976 season and just replay that season. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are fans of pure Sim baseball, uh, geez, the, the Hafner games. There's, there's, there's a lot of them out there. But yeah, for my money, I, I'm a big out of the park fan. But it's, it's interesting that, uh, the game is, Developed by a guy named Marcus Heinzen, who is uh, lives in Germany, I believe. Yeah, he's European. You know, yeah, so you have you know the the American pastime developed by this guy who, at the time, I don't believe had ever been to a baseball game. Which is which accounts <laughs> for the rule in the game that that uh, teams can surrender. You know, <laughs> which got I think halfway through the series they had to take that out. Just kind of remove that feature. Yeah, I understand. it was called the French feature. The French feature. <laughs> anyway, it's it's evolved over time to being just a pretty uh, pretty base game to then 
it moved in to use uh, something called the Laman Layman Laman. Not sure how to say it. Database to where you could download download this external database and plug it into the game, and you had the entire history of baseball. And this is before it kind of broke off into the European leagues and Japan and stuff. But you could say start in 1927, and you could play with the 27 Yankees with Ruth and Gehrig and all those guys. And then in 1928, the real rookies would come up, and you could draft them. So it was literally like replaying the entire history of baseball, and it was—I mean, it was mind-boggling. And, and I can't remember what version uh, he started that part of the game with. I don't remember. But since then, it's evolved. And actually, it went a couple of years ago uh, to uh, Sports Interactive, the company that does the championship manager stuff. And it was with them for a couple of years. And now it's oh, it's back. not with them anymore? No, no. Oh, um, okay. I thought it was still. Okay, okay. No, it's, it's, it's back to out-of-the-park developments. But something, you know, I got a like, a like an extra review copy show up in the mail from Strategy First. So I guess they're publishing it somewhere. No, I, I wasn't aware of that, but I guess so. And it's it's gotten to the point now where it's it still has that if you want to play a historical baseball league to start in any year that you want, you know, 1901 if you wanted to, or you can play uh, with uh, with fictional players, which is how I prefer to do it. I think it's a lot. I, I think it's it's tough for a game, particularly one that that covers that wide of a scope, to be really accurate. I mean, it's it's easy to nitpick to say, well. You know, Pete Rose wouldn't have done that. To where, if you had a fictional player, it's kind of easier to buy. So that's 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 usually how we play. And he wouldn't have done what? Sorry, he wouldn't have done what? Well, anything. You know, if Pete Rose has a season where he hits 20 home runs, baseball fans aren't going to like that. Oh, I thought you meant like get a DUI or something. Okay, you mean so he did something historically inaccurate? There is drug testing in the latest uh, version. There is. I didn't notice that. You can be suspended for for drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, okay, now, go ahead, Tom. Go ahead, Bruce. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I want Tom to say something because I'm sure okay. it's going to be great. So, no, I, I have a, I have a question. That Bruce talking about, uh, you know, his baseball cards and whatnot, and how he he's into sports as a role playing activity. Uh, I, I find that very touching, and I can I can certainly relate to that. But I'm curious, what does? Because now you can't have Pete Rose in a baseball game, can you? Unless the official baseball company gets, you know, licenses out his name or whatever. Like, are, are, can games still do that with actual contemporary, like, NFL and NCMA teams and whatnot? Isn't all that you. stuff carefully oh, sure, controlled sure, yeah. and licensed? Well, I mean, yeah. You look at EA Sports, for example, has the monopoly on, on a lot of different sports. You're not going to find any other officially licensed NFL game, for example, than Madden. So what does that do to these awesome football role-playing championship team management sims? Well, I'm not sure how they do it. I really don't. It's something I I should look into. But Out of the Park Baseball has real players, the names. It doesn't – I'm not sure if it has the team names because we've been doing so much fictional stuff. It has the the cities but not the team names. Okay, but yeah, it has the players. Yeah, but what was that game that had – gosh, I I can't remember now. It was the – um, I'll have to Google it. Um, they they had all the cities, but they had fake team names and fake players. And then you right. could go to some website, you know, some unaffiliated website, right. and download uh, a database of like all the real like Major League Baseball stuff. And it took like ten seconds. 
Right. Well, that's how people get away with uh, with NCAA football that just came out from EA Sports. They can't use the real player names for that because they're college kids. But users will go in and edit all the player names to their actual gotcha. players. Then you can just download them. Yeah. yeah and I actually know that there there are actually lawsuits involved with that, yeah. where where some players resent the fact that it's everything but their name, uh, and that they're not getting any compensation for that. Yep. Well, I remember there was like. Uh, like some of the, I was playing. I can't remember what. I think it might have been uh, Winning Eleven, like one of the uh, sure. early versions of Winning Eleven, and they had like all the uh, all the soccer names, but they were all like kind of sort of fake. Like they had like David Beckman, right? Right. Yeah, I think that you can't. I don't think you can do that anymore. No, because oh, really? that um, Barry Bonds was one of the first that I noticed for this, and this was back. Uh, oh, Jesus, several years ago to where you couldn't have his likeness in the game. So Barry Bonds would come up to bat, and I think this might have been in the EA Sports Facebook game, I don't remember. But he would come up to bat, and he was like, you know, a six-foot white guy, you know, playing left field for the Giants, which, which you know, obviously is not terribly accurate. So I think they changed that around where, you know, he, you, you couldn't do those playoff, play-ons of, of, the, of the names. I got it. So is the international soccer stuff, is that as tightly controlled as, like, the NFL and MLB and all that stuff? Um, I think that is, is uh, well, there's FIFA, but I think that some of that stuff is controlled by the individual leagues. Um, I, know that the, I know that they were having a problem with uh, championship manager was having some kind of issue, um, but then I think it went away, and then it was never. I mean, you can, all those, all those players are still, you know, the real players. Um, so I, I really don't know what happened with that. Actually, a good uh, that would be an, actually an interesting article for somebody like Troy Goodfellow to write um, about what the uh, what the issues are in sort of like uh, sports name marketing for video games. Because I remember, oh, I, I remember this um, Major League Soccer. That's right. MLS would not allow Championship Manager to use uh, its that's team right. names. That's right. So. Uh, so that was like a that was like a, an individual league thing, and MLS was like, well, you can't do that. And then I remember, and this is terrible, and I should really never even admit this to anyone, but I actually wrote a letter to the commissioner of Major League Soccer saying, <laughs> "You're an idiot," <laughs> because and I, I did. I mean, I was like, you know, that you is, are completely. That is awesome. And I'm sure he was like, "What the hell? Somebody sent me mail." It's <laughs> awesome. And I was like, do you realize how many fans of Major League Soccer are out there? <laughs> he probably does. Games that, like, want to play MLS, and they're just like, oh, well, you know, screw it. I'll just play, you know, English Premier League, and, you know, it's just another reason why MLS is substandard product. And I actually got a letter back from his, like, marketing director that was, like, not a form letter. That was like, huh, wow. we never really thought about any of these issues, but um, we'll bring them up in our next marketing meeting. Uh that's really uh, a good point, and of course, uh, I'm sure that they completely ignored me. But interestingly enough, a couple uh, like the next year, the, the year after the uh, MLS was included in uh, Championship Manager. Bruce Garrick changing the world. Nice, changing the world. Excellent. So, yeah. so what I do think that. No, go ahead, Troy. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your point. Cause I want to move the conversation. So go ahead. That certain certain sports work better in that type of uh, you know simulation environment you know, I something totally like agree. soccer and baseball baseball is so good because it's so the foundation of baseball is numbers so it it, it translate it translates very well to to a game like like out of the park I but think I, that's, football, an, that's that's interesting because baseball and soccer are completely different in that regard 
Yes, yes. Uh, you know, with soccer, you have the post-match thing, which you can kind of see, you know, how how each players are how they played the game. But yeah, it's not it's nothing like baseball. And, and that's, football, that's, for some reason, doesn't work. So why is that? Because football, you would think, is much more like baseball. I mean, it has you know, baseball has defined plays. You know what happened on every play. Football, you know what happened on every play. But for some reason, I don't think football works as well. Well, you have a game, uh, front office football. Which, yes, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that was that was a great game. Uh, but the problem with those games is that they kind of get weighed down by their own micromanagement because you can go into a football game and really micromanage how your team plays during a game, like what the percentages for going forward on certain downs. You know, if it's if it's second and ten, what's the percentage I'm going to pass? And then if they're in this cut. So it just gets weighed down so much to where I don't think it's quite as compelling as baseball. But you could do that in baseball. You could, I mean, for every pitch count and every batter, pitcher, batter but combination. They don't. But they don't. And that's a but smart, they could. That's so a smart that's, design. That's, well, move, you don't, right. you that's, don't, a, that's a design. That's not the game itself. Bill, you don't think we're reaching that point with the new uh, out of the park where they have pitchers' pitches rated? No, I that's, love that. You don't think that's don't a think, step too I don't far? think that's too bad. No, I, 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 I actually like that so, quite a bit. So, like, so you like it because I think you, you can like see that sport in that, since that, Out of the so Park, since Out of the Park is such a career-based game. I mean, you don't play Out of the Park for one season. No, I mean, that's just not that's not the idea. You know, you're taking over a team and you want to play multiple seasons. So, if you have a player who, let's say, he comes up in the league and he's 24 years old and has a 100 mile power fastball, and it's a great fastball. In the old game, you wouldn't know that. You would just get, you would just see his base ratings. Well, now when he turns 33, his fastballs drop down to seven. You're starting to to literally see the effect of aging, which I think is really important and kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. It just strikes me as just one more step towards. Again, it was already very complex. I mean, all the numbers you had to track, all the different ratings. Now they have. Uh, Disabled lists for the minor leagues. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just one more thing I have to keep track of. I mean, I love all the it is, well, I mean, You're not. You're it's not good, it's good because Bill likes it. I'm. No, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan. But, it's starting to get into feature creep. When you get when, when you go through versions, it's to the point now where they are starting to kind of throw things up against the wall. I do like the pitch stuff. I do, but there are certain things that are wrong with the game that haven't been fixed. I mean, it's not. It's, not it's way beyond feature creep. I mean, it's not about feature creep. I mean, it's all about interacting with this whole universe of. I mean, it's just like. I mean, ESPN is feature creep, right? I mean, they're they're rating yeah. the freaking you know like uh, you know NHL like you know junior leagues you yeah, know players. I, I mean, it's just. I can't stand it, ESPN. What's that? I can't stand ESPN. I don't even watch you, it. You can what? You I what? Like, I I can't stand it. Well, where do you get I, your I sports news? Not off the internet, I hope. I cannot tell you the last time that I sat down and watched an entire sports center. And you didn't watch Scott Van Pelt? What is wrong with you? No, can't do what, it. What are we? Is this is this Brett Todd? <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. Bruce is a mean guy. I know. I know. Okay. Well, I want to take this back to the strategy side. I mean, what is it? What is the, the, the which sports? You, Baseball works really well for the franchise management for a number of reasons. First, it is so statistically driven. Of all the major sports, probably none are statistically deep, and it 
have been endlessly analyzed as baseball. And I think especially in the last 10 years, we've come a long way from, you know, batting average and RPIs. Um, are there any other sports that really have, that works really well? I haven't found a good football management game, for instance. One where I feel confident that it feels like I'm managing a football team. Where there's actually the strategy of- Hasn't that been replaced by fantasy football leagues? I mean, isn't that where people get their- That's a great their point. Jones? That is a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Game, set, it and is. match. You know- Yeah, I'm done. Julian. I'll be here all week. Hit the server. But, you know, fantasy football is still pretty abstract. And I, I have yet to find a fantasy football league that I have enjoyed just because it's, it's kind of a, an abstract take on football. You know, you can be, you can, you can play in leagues where if I have this certain tight end who catches eight passes for, you know, 80 yards, he's not as valuable as the tight end that catches one pass for a touchdown, which I think is stupid. Well, but it that is, by favorite. some token, the the most played game in the United States. Yes, it is. It is, and it so is. There are lots of people who think it, there are lots of people who do think it's fun. Oh no, my my dad's hooked on it, and he's a. And they can't be refuted, except to say that it's not fun. It's just not for me. Put it that way. We're not actually allowed to. We're not allowed to talk about fun, are we? Correct. I thought that. I thought Tom had put is the that still off on limits. That. Has that is that that is still Tom? Tom said you, no. Uh, we no talking about fun. You're on the signature podcast of not talking about fun. Okay. I apologize. Did so, I even say that, though? Or am I apologizing for no reason? I don't think I said oh, fun, did I? You're going to be apologizing for the rest of your life. Mm. So, um, back to the, back to the whole, the whole baseball and, and statistics thing. I just, I'm still struck by the fact that Soccer is one of the least statistical sports that exists, yet that's probably the most – seems to, to lend itself the best to uh, – but, but, but soccer – Do you think the soccer, it's global? Do you think that's part of it? No, because I think they played it completely different ways. I think the baseball stuff is much more – that's why you get this like whole historical simulation thing. People want to watch little statistics tick off on their computers that, that uh, you know, end up being just like the old um, – right. They, they, the they want to watch their new stud pitcher get 300 wins. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and the soccer games are totally not about that. The soccer games are completely different. The soccer games are much more strategy games in which you really are trying to find out which players are the best players. And that's the whole, that's the whole thing with those things. And then you get the best players, and then you have to put them into a lineup, and you have to arrange the lineup. And here's the other thing that I think is very interesting is that baseball, all the, um, all the, you were talking about the cine fans. Is that the fans of, 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 uh, people that want to watch the, uh, like the replays of the games? The what, what's that again? The what, what, were you, what you were, what were you talking about? The, uh, uh, you said out of the park baseball, um, some people will argue that who, oh, who would argue? Sure, sure. Those are the those are the replay fans, the the people that want. Which I've never understood the hook for these types of games. But you'll get there's a game called Diamond Mine, to where yeah. you buy like season discs, to where mm-hmm. the whole goal is that the stats are so incredibly accurate that you are replaying the whichever season disc that you buy. So if you are if it's if it's 19 I don't know 84 and mm-hmm. you have the 
<clears throat> excuse me. And if you have the Phillies, for example, right? You know, well, they're going to be the Phillies of '84. Right, so the so Detroit much, Tigers are going to win that World Series. Yes, they're going to be really good, and it's going to be hard to screw that up. And I'm, I, I've never quite understood the draw to that. Because I agree with you. If you're if you're playing if you're playing in 1976 or 75 with the Reds, well, you're going to have a great team. If you're playing with the Indians, not so much. But that's another you that's, can do. That's a really that's another really interesting uh, uh, really interesting. Uh, difference between the board games and the computer games because the computer games it's so easy to just play through the thing and uh, and get you know you can get, you can you can just crank out season after season but when I was once again when I was a kid we're big I was a huge Cincinnati Red fan when I was a kid huge Cincinnati Red fan because that yeah. was when uh, you yeah. know Big Red Machine kind of action George right. Foster you know uh, Dave Concepcion all that kind of yeah. stuff and uh, yeah. So uh, so what we did, we had this game called Sherco Baseball. I had that. Did you? I, had, you I still have it. Yeah, I think I probably did this? too. Sherco, they look really minor Shirko? league outfit. Yeah, real minor league type outfit. But yeah. this big uh, green baseball field mat, and you had to mark where the ball was going on the field. Yeah, the great thing about that game was it combined being Sherco, you look it up. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's Googleable. Yeah. Um, I'm on Board Game Geek. Is it? Is it there? It's there. Mm, yeah. 1971. Sure. Go baseball. I have the 1985 version. But anyway. Yeah, I played it. I probably played it like in the late 70s. I played um, Status Pro Baseball. That was my Status Pro. Yes, that's another one. Yes, yeah, Status Pro. That Status Pro had the long cards, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. You, know, you were you were saying, Bruce. So my point is that um, the uh, Sherco. And, and I'll make another point about Sherco in a second, but we we tried to play out uh, the um, like nineteen whatever it was seventy one of the Reds win those series seventy five seventy six right yeah seventy seven yep. was the Yankees seventy eight was the Yankees again yeah seventy nine was the Pirates so um, Bruce yeah exactly the knowledge and eighty was well I mean I just I mean I just remember because I was so into sports when I was a kid um, so. We would we would play, you know. I think in '77 we were like playing the '76 season. We were trying to do like the uh, right. the uh, National League West. It was the West right at that time? Yep. It was the Reds, Dodgers, uh, all those guys in the West, and there was the East and the West only. Right. Um, and uh, and we were trying to replay the whole. I mean, we wanted to replay like the whole 1976 season, but we couldn't because that was just ridiculous, right? So <laughs> then, a lot of games. Yeah. So then we were like, well, we'll just replay the like you know uh, the 1976 National League West, and then of course that was like completely ludicrous, right? I mean, <laughs> even then you can't, you know. I mean, plus, you know, who wants to play a bunch of you know Astros Padres games? I just you know, we, we just didn't. <laughs> yeah, these games, you know, both teams are 20 games out, and you're trying to get through this game. Yeah, that was, right. Yeah, it just yeah, it was just no fun. So what we we finally tried to do, and we still didn't make it, but we tried to play out the whole red season, right? And right. As a board game, it was actually really, uh, it, it was it was almost like a, once again it was almost like a role playing game, like where you know you're progressing through this story, and the story was this the season of this team that you really like, 
right? And you could, you know, at, at various points, you had all your characters, right? You had George Foster, who hit, like, you know, 52 home runs at a time when that was, like, completely unheard yeah, of. Yeah, it was ludicrous, yeah. And uh, so, you know, every time George Foster hit a home run, you're like, oh, yeah, George Foster <laughs> hit a home run. And then you, like, check out, you know, and you keep all the stats, and you'd know how many, you know, what their batting average was and how many yeah. hits Pete Rose had and how many base runners, you know, Johnny Bench threw out. And so you had, I mean, it was it was really like you were leveling up your guys, but they were leveling up according to, uh, you know, the statistical, the season average, right? And and at the end of the season, you you know, oh, you know, did George Foster hit fifty three home runs, or is he, you know, is he going to make it to fifty right, two? Yeah, the same so you had all these, thing. I did the same thing. Bench with Status Pro. Yeah, so exact I mean, so in in a in a I think in a board game, that's really, I mean, it's satisfying because there's effort that you have to put into it. And as you do it, you kind of follow it along, and every action you're taking involves you, you know, rolling the dice, pulling out the cards with Sherco. Sherco was one of the was the first game that I recall where, was, you know, all those games like uh, uh, Status Pro and uh, Stratomatic and Appa, sure. all those were uh, you just put the cards down and you roll the dice or whatever, and you know you had to keep track of base runners and out stuff, but it wasn't graphic. But Sherco was the first one where. You had a board, and you could see like a batter would ball, and he would go to you know to square X. And in Fenway Park, that might be a home run. Whereas you know in Tiger Stadium's you know center field, that was going to be you know just a long fly out unless you had a really slow center fielder, and then that might drop in. So uh, that had this nice sort of graphic uh, element to it. That was the I mean that was that was the I think the big appeal of that game. But um, I'm actually looking at it right now on the website, and all, I know all the listeners really can't see this, but this it does look pretty cool. Miles yeah, I mean, old. it was it was neat because you had you, it came with these overlays, and they weren't overlays; they were just in the book. They showed you um, they had diagrams of each major league stadium, and it showed where the where the uh, walls were. And so then, if you you know, if you hit a long fly ball, you immediately knew which ones were the long fly balls. It was really, I mean, it it, it was neat to. To take the ball, you had a little ball marker, and you would find out where it was, and it was really deep. Then you would go to that to whatever field you were in, and then look at the wall and go like, "Oh, you know, he oh, it's a home run by one square. Or, oh, it's just inside. Oh, it could be off the wall. Can that guy get there? Oh, he's you know, that's like uh, Mickey Rivers. Oh, he you know, he caught it no problem. Or you know, then you get the ball and it's like, oh, Dwight Evans is in right. Uh, you know, he's probably going to throw that guy out at the plate. That's right. So. Um, it, it was uh, it was it was all uh, in took it took some effort on the players' part, and you and you got your you got a sense of satisfaction out of that that I think in the uh, computer version is completely lost. And I had I don't know who publishes it's the um, which game? Uh, gosh, I think it's the who, who does what does Matrix do? Does Matrix uh, publish? Pure Sim, Pure Sim Baseball. Pure Sim, yeah, Pure Sim. Okay, so Pure Sim. I got a, I got a copy of Pure Sim a few years ago, and uh, I thought it would just be like you know like old times, like oh I'm gonna you know I'm gonna pull out the 19 uh, you know 1975 Tigers and you know, have, you know <laughs> it's whatever. a very different experience, isn't it? Yeah, Tom Verizer at shortstop, and uh, and I was gonna play all these games, and then after like three games, I'm like this is you know I'm just I just kept hitting the button. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's all. Uh, that's all it was, 
And it, you know, the, I that, want these games to go into because you're absolutely right. You get to a point where you're just you're just pressing buttons, and I don't even play. Out of the park baseball allows you to actually manage the games, mm-hmm. you know, just like pure sim when you're going in. I don't really enjoy that because, like, you know, you're, you're just you're just pressing, you know, one, one, one. I right. usually sim a lot of games uh, at once, and uh, Troy is going to be playing in. Uh, in our online league and out of the park, and that's yes. how we're going to do it. it. It'll be simmed. It'll be simmed like one, you know, one two week weeks at a time. Two weeks at a time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's. But I want these games. Do you remember uh, micro league baseball? Yes. Okay. I want, and I'm. I really can't believe that something like Out of the Park or Pure Sim or any of these games have tried to adopt that very basic graphic representation of what's going on during a game. Okay. I don't even, it doesn't need to be, you know, 3D models and looking fantastic. Right. Just something that shows me, and, and you can add the text just like Micro League did, to where you know Babe Ruth goes back to the wall for the catch, whatever. Yep, and, yep, yep. And have that, and have that visual representation, even you know, just sprite something, to where you're looking at it because the text sometimes doesn't match what you think is going on, and that can be very frustrating. You know, like you have a guy on second base. Like a fast player, like a Mickey Rivers, and and there's two outs, and someone hits Chris Shambles, hits a base hit, and Mickey yeah. Rivers doesn't score from second base. Well, you're thinking, right. why? Right. You know, he should score standing up. Why didn't he? You know. So I, I I think that these sim games at some point need to go in that direction. You know, not just from an eye candy standpoint because it doesn't need to be that. Just right. something to where the coach can see what's going on. Well, the, I mean, championship manager. I mean. Forever has survived on text descriptions yep. of the play, yep. right? And remember when um, uh, in one of the in one of the um, is it true that I, gosh, I haven't played Championship Manager in a while, but didn't didn't they go to a graphical like little little yeah. kind of squares and circles yeah. running around on a field? Shows you where the ball is, that kind of right. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's a much. It was much less effective. I, I agree. I, because I agree. You it would, would have see, to be done in soccer. I think it's a little bit different, though. In baseball, it's so regimented. I think it would right. work a lot better. Right. Because in micro league, it was it was fantastic. We're all so I loved micro league baseball. Did you ever play that, Troy? Micro league baseball? No. Yeah, I think that was on the Commodore sixty four. I think. Yeah, that's a. It's an. I remember seeing ads for it, uh, but I never yeah. actually played it. Yeah, that was a great game. That has that was one of those that had like a bunch of uh, a bunch of classic teams, like the Gas House Gang of the Cardinals and stuff like that. Then they threw in like the '55 Senators. <laughs> they were terrible. Worse than the '09 Nationals? I find that hard to believe. Well, you know, there was a reason why the Senators left. Yeah, God, we're terrible. <laughs> you had Adam Dunn. We gave you Adam Dunn. What do you want? We love Adam Dunn, but uh, that that's it. I haven't been to a so are you still into baseball, Bruce? I'm sorry, am I still into baseball? Yeah. yeah. Well, as much as you were when you were a kid. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I don't have time. I mean, I can't. There seems, I mean, it, there seems to be a relation to those old board games like Status Pro to, to people getting into war games for some reason. I don't know if that's just chance really? That's yeah, because I know a lot of people that, that that played those old baseball games that are also war gamers. That might be a gen- that, that might be a generational thing, isn't it? 
Wouldn't it be if you're if you're in that generation and you were playing boxed games, you're more likely to come across, you know? That's probably true. But I mean, when I was a when I was a kid, um, all the people that I played uh, baseball type and and it's pretty much we only played. I mean, there was the the pay dirt game, the football game, which actually oh was yeah, with neat. the little chart with the little yes, like the, those yeah, charts yeah. were those are genius actually. Yeah, I but, love that. Uh, yeah, I but I didn't really have people weren't as interested in playing that game. I'm not sure why. The baseball really was the was the hook. Um, but uh, all the kids in you know in my neighborhood, we we played a ton of that. I mean, all the kid, a lot of kids on our uh, like on our little league team uh, throughout the years would play those games. Um, but none of them had any interest in any other. I mean, they were playing the games because they liked sports. And I mean, if you showed them an orc or an elf. I mean, they would probably punch you. So <laughs> There was no relation to that. Uh, That's all my dad, because my dad got me into playing Stats Pro Baseball. He bought, he would buy all those games, and he would play with us. You know, dad was huge into that. And he remember he also, uh, he brought home a copy of the uh, Avalon Hill board game D-Day. Uh-huh. And, it's, and that's what got me into the war game stuff, too. That's all that. It, I think Troy's right in some sense it's just the generational thing i am in the same uh out of the park division with your father i believe yeah that was done on purpose yeah apparently he he, yeah, he, he absolutely owned the last time we did in the park league we played uh 25 seasons of out of the park baseball six five and six it went through two versions and yeah he was we players quit because he won like five world series in a row and yeah he's He's pretty good. Great. That's all I need to know. Um, <laughs> and so is Steve. Steve is a really good player, too. Steve Bauman knows what he's doing. He knows baseball very well. And he is also in my division. I know that. That's like, Once again, that's done on purpose. To humiliate me. I'm just here to help. Great. Uh, before we wrap up, we should talk about our Dominions game. Uh, See, before we talk about our Dominions game, I want to quiz you guys real quick. Okay. Are you up for it? Sure. What's the deal? Can I interrupt first? Sure. Tom? Sure. Will you please play Blood Bowl, please? I have known you for a long time, and I don't think I've ever recommended a game to you, ever. Oh, please. So uh, this B-minus yeah. game is what crosses the line. <laughs> That's right. Hey, I am, I, am, I am asking you to play a B-minus game. No, I'm, I'm absolutely into trying Blood Bowl, and, and it's way nicely into what I'd like to do here. Because it's not a real sport, I'm into Warhammer stuff, I'm into wargaming. Uh, it's a little discouraging to hear you talk about the AI, but I think I might be at the point that Julian's at, where I don't really sort of grok the game fully, so it can be challenging to me. So, yes, I will play Blood Bowl. That I, okay. I can tell you, yes. And now, I don't... I'm going to say one more thing, then I'll be quiet, then I'll let you ask your question. I don't want to get banned from quarter to three, and someone said I might. So I just want to bring that up. For, for virally marketing. You know what? Viral marketing. No, I posted a link to an article that I did for GameShark about uh, life as an achievement whore, and someone said that wasn't allowed, and I was going to get banned. So I'm what? sorry. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. I think you're safe. I think you're good okay. to go. As long as you can answer at least one of these questions, you're safe. So here's the deal. Blood Bowl, <laughs> Blood Bowl is a fictional sport. It does not exist. It makes me more inclined to play it. Because sports that do exist, hearing you guys talk about some of this stuff, I think what a big, huge commercial mess. I want no part of that. So I'm all for fake sports. So what okay. I want to tell you guys, I want to give you guys the name of a fake sport, and I want you to tell me what it's from. Are you guys up to this? Sure. sure. Okay, I'm, I'm going to start with easy ones. Quidditch. Harry Potter. 
Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Pod racing. Star, Star, Wars. Star Wars. Very good. Phantom Menace. Uh, Calvin Ball. Calvin Hobbs. Very good. Bill, you're in the lead. Thank you. Uh, okay, he's, now he's going to get he's faster. <laughs> he's got a better net internet connection, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure how to pronounce Well, I'll just say Parasis Squares. Wow. Squares. Squares. That's uh, oh. Star Trek. Very good. Wow. See, I I I don't watch Star no. Trek, so I didn't know how to say that. I don't now. either. I don't. I don't I watch. Can, I can change the pronunciation, but I didn't say Star Trek fast enough, so I'm losing. <laughs> Got it. Uh, okay, here we go. They're going to get tougher. Ready? Mm-hmm. Pyramid, formerly known as Triad. <sighs> Battlestar Galactica. Very good. Now, were you wow. consciously biting your tongue so that we wouldn't know you're a dork? No, 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 no. It took me a second to remember that. It, it took me a second, but no, no, I didn't Very type good. anything. Very good. Okay, these last few are going to get tougher. What about swoop racing? No idea. Swoop wow. racing. I might have been winning, but now I'm way out of the running. I have no idea. I've only got a couple more. This is where they start to get tough. So it's akin to, I think it probably is a sort of a predecessor to pod racing, if that helps. Swoop racing. So Swoop Racing was one of the mini games in Knights of the Old Republic. Uh, oh, Knights of the Old Republic yes. had the little collectible card very good. game, and they also had Swoop very, Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Okay, I have two more. Uh, I don't think anyone on this podcast will get either of the next two, uh, but I'm gonna, I'd be impressed. What about Sphada? And that's spelled S-P-H-E-D-A. Oh... Now, that's a tough one. So in a DG, oh, I'm sorry, did someone have it? I just guessed Doom, but no, no. So in an RPG called Dark Cloud, they had a sort of a, a golf mini game. You could go back into these dungeons, you'd clear it out and whack a golf ball around and 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 play the dungeon <laughs> as if it was like a mini golf course. And they called that sport Sfeda. Uh Okay, the very last one, gentlemen. Does anybody know what jugging is from? Jugging. Something doing in West Virginia with moonshine, right? <laughs> Actually, I'm not sure why it's called jugging. So the people who play it are called juggers. Let me uh, tell you about some famous juggers. Maybe this will help you. Uh, I'm sure that will clear it right up. <laughs> it might. Uh, Joan Chen, Vincent D'Onofrio, Rutger Hauer, all famous juggers. So I have a, an idea, but this is a family show, so I'm not going to say anything. I couldn't imagine what you're thinking of. But you guys, there's a there's a science fiction movie, a post-apocalyptic movie called Blood of Heroes that came out, must have been in the 80s, and it was about this traveling troupe of, of uh, a team, and they went around the wasteland to different settlements playing this game called Jugging. Uh, wow. So there you go. That's, What's the movie called? Is it bad? Is it like... No, 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 no. Blood of Heroes is actually very good. Blood of Heroes is, I recall, a very good sort of post-apocalyptic... Okay. Uh, science fiction movie based around a fictional sport. Uh, oh, it's the director of Howard. Very good, exactly. Yeah. So it's the guy who wrote Unforgiven. That's his uh, claim to fame. He also oh. wrote and directed a movie called Blood of Heroes about jugging. Well, what do you uh, know? So there you go. That's those are my fictional sports. So uh, over to you. Twice. I got a couple right. I got the first couple right. Uh, let's see. So the winner by my tally is our guest this week, Bill Abner. You will receive wow. a case of, of turtle wax. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. 
hoping you're saying. I was hoping you were going to come thing. up with one that I was going to name like right off the top of my head, which is the Battle Room. That was the name of the game. Anyone? What is that? Star Trek. Ender's Game. Ender's Game. Ah, the good battle one. Room. Good one, Julian. That's like half of the book happens in the battle room, and that's all they ever call it is the battle room. Now, is that a sport, though? It's, they have league tables, and people get ejected. and no, I okay. it's In America, that's called standings. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Great table. But that is a good one. I'm, I'm not acquainted with Ender's Game, so that's my excuse. For, oh, my uh, God. I quit. Also, I don't know if you know this, Julian. I don't have an iPhone. I know you don't have an iPhone, but I am I am currently going to be sending you a gift certificate for a free copy of Ender's Game at Amazon. Let me tell you something else about Julian. I have never seen Wizard of Oz. That's a lie. What? That's a lie. You're so full of shit. No, those are all true things. No iPhone, have not read Ender's Game, have never seen Wizard of Oz. Those are all true. And another thing that's totally also true, Tom Mm -hmm. reads the Gears of War novels. (laughs) <laughs> I recall that being in your luggage when you were visiting me, Bruce. Uh, yeah, I, recall- I, I think it may have gotten there in some nefarious way. <laughs> Dominions 3, uh, as we left our update from last week, Tom, you had some great plan of how you're going to steal a province. Uh, from- yeah, did that work out for you, Tom? How- yeah, I don't think it, uh, it did quite worked out well. But I had set my units to retreat just in case there was any... Uh, resistance there so i didn't take any losses but a couple of my dudes showed up saw enemies and, and promptly turned tail and ran so thanks for building defense actually bruce i think your army was still there or some damn thing but yeah it didn't work so just so you guys know he now has an entry into the rich middle uh provinces which probably have the higher income so i hope you guys have to do something about him I've been oh, I've been working towards the middle, but I've only I've, I'm only like the possessor of maybe I think five colonies. Yeah, five well, provinces. Bruce cut off my entrance, so you guys have to stop him now. Now you can just go north and attack uh, Troy Goodfellow. I'm innocent. Don't don't and a pacifist. Keep that under your hat, Bruce. And Canadian. Uh, all, all I know is that I'm playing a nice little game by myself where I handily defeat my independent armies that happen to be around me, and I'm slowly building, and and it's been fairly low stress and conflict-free. I'm sending out my priest. I'm building up my dominion a little bit. So how was the research going, guys? Anybody discover anything interesting? Nothing. I can cast level one alteration spells. I got hey. ceremonial burial and the wheel. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's how I sad researched I. ethical calculus, so now I can build creches. I got a rock. I, um, I throw rocks. I really should play this game. I've never played any of these games. Yeah, you should play. I'll play Blood you Bowl. And you'll play Dominions Three. Yeah, I should. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to, but just never have found the time to do it. And for some reason, it, it uh, intimidates me. So, 100% elf free. Is it really? No, that can't be true. Yes, it's true. There are Come no on. elves. There must, there must be something oh. in there that was influenced no. by elves. Aren't there? There's are there satyrs. Aren't there satyrs in there? Like forest people. Is that an elf? Satyrs are like elves with... Elves uh, are very with like specifically mules. defined historical creatures that did certain things in a certain way that are not They're, reflected in Dominions. So are you telling me in that satyr race, I can't. I don't even know who the forest... Not Angea? Old, but there's some... 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is there no counterpart to elves in Pangea? Nope. nope. Wow. No so one is like elf, Bruce. Is, what, is, what, isn't what, that kind of racist? What's the elf thing? It, it is racist against elves, except for the fact that it's historically accurate, because there were no elves in Pangea. Very good. So they can't put stuff in there that actually didn't exist. Where does this actually, hatred come from? It's not a hatred. It's just a, it's just a, a realization of the facts. Um, so hey, there's a lot of uh, – and, and I was thinking about doing this, but I, I, of course, have no time to do it. But I got like – like all my projects, I got about one-eighth of the way through it and then realized I wasn't going to finish it that day. So then I stopped. But maybe I'll try it again. Um, I want to put up uh, sort of my like thinking about how I'm playing this game because I'm assuming that I'm going to lose because everybody else is allied against me and there's no way that somebody can – can survive in Dominions if all the other players are... I mean, you simply can't do it. Um, but uh, I was going to put up something on a website, which I maybe would end up being Troy's website, although now I realize that Troy would read it, about how I'm... Uh, what I'm doing, and, you know, player people who are listening online can... Um, uh, can uh, sort of see what the thought... what the thinking is. I could put up some screenshots, even... But uh, that would that would require all you jokers to uh, to not read it. So I don't know. I won't read it. I will not read it. You can trust I me. I can. I can. Have to, like, it, it wouldn't even matter if I did read it. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can put it on Flash or so. I, I I don't read half the stuff that I write. So I mean, you can trust me. Perfect. So all right. Well, I'll try to. I'll see if I can get. Some. I, I, I can give you writers access. You may even sell. I mean, I, I have it. I think because we did the um, the, uh, the, the yeah the Twilight uh, Struggle. Twilight, uh, yeah. Twilight Imperium. Twilight two thousand. Yeah, twi- Twilight whatever. Twilight Struggle. You, you were yeah. That. You were evil, and I was the communists. I love that game. I am a big. That's fan a great of game. game. That yeah. is a really great game. Yeah, I've played that several times. Well, I want to thank. Uh, we're going to wrap up here. I think. Let's say, anybody has anything else to say about how the Dominions is going? I'm still slowly moving towards the middle, bit by bit, and scouting around with my monkey. Um, but no, I'm disappointed in the number of magic sites I have. I have none. I don't want to hear about it. You have to search for them with a mage. Oh well, then I'm doing that. That would be bad. So I I need more of them, but uh, I, I would need I would need more mages to do that. Yes. Uh, a reminder, guys, if you can take some screenshots of the combat, I'd love to see them, and we can put them up on the blog next week. Our topic is not yet chosen. Um, maybe we can get Bruce and Bill to dominate another hour of conversation. It gives me a nice break. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to thank Bill for joining us. Thank you, Bill. I had a great time. Awesome, guys. you were great, Bill. Thank you so much for joining us. Come back fun. more often. Yeah, anytime. I'd love to. You can be, be one of our pinch hitters. Uh, if you have any questions or suggestions for future topics, please email me at try.goodfellow at gmail dot com. Uh, I will let you know when then what the next topic will be for the podcast as soon as we record it next week. Say goodbye, guys. Good night, guys. All. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. You want? You want? I got the money with my money that you want. Go on. Get, 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 get.